Hello everyone, welcome to In The Dark. We bring you industry travel knowledge and answers to your questions. In today's episode of In The Dark, we discuss a very serious topic that still affects us to this day, social engineering and social hacking. You may be wondering what these two are and how does this affect us? Well, in today's episode, we will tell you everything what you need to know. Hey, welcome back, No Name. Yes, I can hear you fine now. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. All right. So we finally got the ball rolling. (laughs) Oh, man. That was a struggle earlier. That was a struggle. This is all part of what we're talking about today. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly what we're talking about today. Yep, yep. Yes, it is. All right. So how's everything over there? Uh, it's pretty good. Just um, uh, still nice weather out. How about yourself? Uh, it's 110 over here for me. I don't know if that's considered nice or not. Wow. Mine is uh, more like 75 degrees. <laughs> oh, man, that is lovely weather. That That is for sure. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just um, jump straight in? Yeah, let's uh, let's dive in. Let's give our audience what they're waiting for, you know? There you go. All right, so social engineering is the topic for today. Um, so could you give us a, a little introduction on social engineering? Like a like a basic rundown of what it is for the audience to know. Sure. Um, let's start with the definition. All right. Sounds so, good. Um, according to, uh, to the dictionary, Oxford Dictionary, it says, uh, the use of centralized planning in an attempt to manage social change and regulate the future development and behavior of a society. Another definition is to use the use of deception to manipulate individuals into divulging confidential or personal information that may be used for fraudulent purposes. Yes, the second one sounds more accurate than the first one. I don't know what the first one was going on about. They're actually both accurate, and I'll explain why. Okay. Uh, So... Social engineering, depending on which perspective you're referring to. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about individuals talking to each other, then mm-hmm. the second definition makes complete sense. Okay. But when you're talking about companies um, changing the behavior of how we interact with one another, then the first one makes total sense. So when you're talking about centralized planning, it's a company centralizing their planning on how they're going to change social behavior. Okay. So, for example, Google searching, where you can actually say, 
um, what your results are going to look like will dictate how the the people are going to react to certain things like voting or or um, how they're going to talk to one another. Like um, mm-hmm. we hear about like racial discrimination, like all sorts of discrimination. And then you're wondering, well, why do we have such problems like this? Mm-hmm. And it's all dealing with like how we uh, learn things and how we interact with one another. Mm-hmm. And Google search is just one of many ways that you can change a behavior of a society. There's so mm-hmm. many things prior to techno- to computers that has has always been changing behavior of society. Okay. And, but the second definition where it says deception or manipulate uh, individuals into divulging confidential, mm-hmm. a lot of times we call that social hacking. Right? Oh. So uh, when we're talking about um, like trying to get access to a server or network that you shouldn't be access to, like mm-hmm. you shouldn't have access to things or a computer system, you shouldn't have access to them. Mm-hmm. What you do is like when you want to social hack something, you you you'll appeal to their senses, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, let's say I'm talking to you and I want to one figure out um, what kind of computer you have. Mm-hmm. Two, kind of once I get to know where your computers are located um, to say, okay, what service provider you're probably using? Uh, what kind of, what's your password? Mm-hmm. What, what is uh, your networking and security system look like? Mm-hmm. Then um, I would ask questions like, like I would, I'll give you a cold call, but mm-hmm. I would actually kind of, kind of, put myself in a position where you actually trust me with the information. If we're in a business setting, Mm -hmm. I told you I was cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. Would you trust me in the organization? Right. You, Mm -hmm. you would trust like someone with a security uh, title. um, Oh, I'm trying to protect you. Right. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, I am security, but then what I'll do is I'll look up names of like people that work in that group, and then I just pick one of the names and said, "I am so and so." Like um, I am Bob. I'm Bob from security, mm-hmm. and um, I saw a lot of things happening on your computer system that do not look normal you should really be considerate of what kind of passwords you're using. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of password, like how long is your password string? Like what kind of things do you do with that? Mm-hmm. Right. So That's like one approach. Another approach that people might do is more of a friendly approach, mm-hmm. right? Saying, Hey, h- how are you doing? Um, what kind of, um, what kind of things are you interested in? Like, hobbies and and just i'm trying to like make friends around here i'm new and then then they'll go into like do you have uh siblings do you do you have children are Mm -hmm. you married are you single um like what kind of things do you enjoy do you like cats do you like dogs Mm -hmm. 
um, hey, what's the name of your dog? What's the name of your cat? You know, and then because mm-hmm. a lot of those questions that you ask typically uh, gives you a hint of what kind of password they're going to have. Oh, so it's like those are like uh, to the social uh, was that the the security questions, right? Yeah, like security questions is one thing, but uh, it's it's very that that's why if you ever notice that the security questions have changed, uh-huh. if you ever look at security questions, they no longer ask you what your mother's maiden name is. They no longer ask you like partial of your social security numbers. Uh-huh. Uh, they no longer ask you uh, what city are you from or. Uh, what school did you go to? It, because all of that is like readily available now. Uh-huh. Like, so many people have that information already. So as, asking those questions will not give you uh, the exact person anymore because you could go Google searching someone's name and you can get most of that information already. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> So then now uh, questions have changed to more specific type questions that only that person would know. Or you can actually write your own question, but the only problem with writing your own question is typically you write a question that's so simple that almost anyone can guess it. But you think, oh yeah, this is specific to me. But Mm -hmm. the problem with that is it, if your answer is too generic, uh-huh. then it can be easily cracked, and then someone can actually pretend to be you and have access to all your stuff. Uh-huh. So that's that's why being very specific. Like um, I went to a specific location, and I did like like for example, I went to Mexico and I did a cruise to Mexico. What did I, what was the first thing I bought in Mexico? Uh-huh. Right. Or you could say, oh, I, I went to uh, Canada and I went surfing. What, where did I go surfing? You know, uh-huh. Those kind of questions are very specific and only the person that uh, is the user would know the answer. Yeah. But there is a there is one problem with that as well though. What if that said person doesn't remember that specific detail as well down the line? Well, <laughs> well that's the thing, right? Uh that's why you have more than one question. Yeah. And if you can't answer that it's a skip. Then you have like typically you have three to five questions that you have to answer. Mm-hmm. And if you can't remember that, um, it kind of tells you something about what you're actually asking, <laughs> because mm-hmm. that means it wasn't that important to you. Mm-hmm. So you should actually be asking important questions that you're not broadcasting on social media. Because right. the real thing you could do, because that's what the other part of social hacking is, mm-hmm. is that they look at social media. Mm-hmm. To at what your password might be, mm-hmm. as people talk all about uh, what they like and what they do and where they go and and all their friends, family, like everything about them. 
Mm-hmm. So, which goes in line with social engineering, right? To mm-hmm. to change a social behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, before cell phones, um, what were people doing, right? And mm-hmm. then after cell phones, why can't people put down their cell phones? Mm-hmm. That's social engineering. You make it so that it's almost impossible to not use it. Got it. In order to like just live or just to do mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So searching is one part of that because if you can't find what you're looking for and and the search engine feeds you what you should look at. Mm-hmm. You missed an important part of life, which is the other part that they're not feeding you. Mm-hmm. That's why choosing a search engine is very important because Google, like all these search engines are free. And the reason right. why they're free is because they're selling your information. Mm-hmm. And that is also now part of the behavior of our society is that we offer free because the product that they're actually selling is you. And you're hearing that a lot in every single media, but it's not sinking in because people are already to the point where they're already relying Mm -hmm. on these things to tell them what to think, Mm -hmm. tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. And the big question mark that everyone has right now is how do we stop it? How do we prevent it? How do mm-hmm. we help ourselves, right? Right. So if you ever think about, well, what do the founders of these companies or CEOs of these companies, mm-hmm. like their children, what do the children do? Mm-hmm. And then you, you'll realize after researching that they – tell their children not to use the software, not to do these things, and also to minimize how much they're allowed to use technology. Mm -hmm. Because they know that technology is now taking over and you're -hmm. you're not in control of your life. Technology is going to take over your life. Mm -hmm. And that goes in line with our society to be able to get a hold of yourself is to get off the digital, like get off everything digital and some place where you can relax. Mm -hmm. But going back to like social engineering and social hacking, Mm -hmm. um, there's so many areas within them that we don't even recognize. Um, Like, like for example, like, Social hacking comes in mm-hmm. many forms. It's not just calling someone or um, talking to someone, but it's also about how you interact with people. Because people do not think about nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. Like if people have a pattern, like you mm-hmm. always drink coffee in the morning, you always do whatever and you always have this pattern mm-hmm. well social hacking would be studying those patterns and saying okay 
So if they're always doing the same thing, then what I can do is interrupt it and I can get all the information I need. Got it. So that's all part of like social, a social interaction with people. Social Mm -hmm. engineering is that on a broader scale. That's why data science is so important. It's Mm -hmm. because they use that to to know one, what Mm -hmm. people are currently doing, and then two is how do I refocus them to do what I want them to do? Mm-hmm. So that's where everything goes, uh, goes crazy because like Amazon or a- any anything you deal with on a normal basis that's online, digital, like even cell phones, television, mm-hmm. like anything that even connects to the internet. Mm-hmm. will eventually do social engineering on you, even your car. Because those ads are are not, like, random. They're actually very specific in targeting what you're talking about, mm-hmm. what you like, what you click on, what you view, everything, mm-hmm. everything you do. Right. So it's kind of like spyware kind of then, right? Because they, they, they monitor what you do and then they send you specific type of ads or specific type of uh, feeds. Um, so not to... spyware per se, it's more adware. Ah, oh, got it, got it. Because yeah. spyware is just uh, spying on everything you do. Adware targets you for specific ads. And... Mm-hmm. Um, some type of a media. So back in the day, we used to talk about adware all the time. Mm-hmm. But they figured, hey, let's not talk about it. Let's just take it. So okay. every time you, let's say, let's take Google, for example, right? Mm-hmm. You have Android phones mm-hmm. collecting information. You got um, Android operating system collect that's where they're collecting information you got google chrome collecting information you got uh, gmail you got uh, like everything google docs they're collecting information um what people don't realize is that companies and people are being um basically uh taking advantage of or because uh, at any point in time, Google can actually say, I'm going to take you as a hostage. You're, you're going to have to pay us a certain amount of money if you want your information back. Uh-huh. And even if you get your information back, they already have so many copies and they already sold your stuff like 10 times over. Uh-huh. <laughs> because that's how they make their money. So you think that you're using their stuff and you're going to keep your business information confidential. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Even says in their, their, um, their uh, table of contents, uh, all their, um, actually their consent forms and all that stuff. Um, they actually um, say in there, Mm-hmm. They will sell your information, and that if you're gonna sign for the like, if you're gonna 
continue with this, uh, this is how we're going to make our money. Mm-hmm. They're not actually explicit about it. And you pretty much sign off everything to them. Got it. And you don't have security. They even put stipulation in there that they will not protect your information. So you have to be mm-hmm. very careful what you do because even yeah. Amazon does that too. And all these other companies that are dealing with social media, like Facebook mm-hmm. or TikTok or whatever, mm-hmm. you, you really do not own your content. None of your content is owned by you. Like even right. using this software, it's like you don't really own it. Right. Unless you paid for a service, then you can actually say something if they actually sell it. But you got to right. prove it. How do you prove that they sold mm-hmm. it? That's very difficult to prove. Right. So, and part of, um, like, if you talk about social hacking, mm-hmm. uh, you can also talk about Kevin Mitnick and how he actually um, avoided the FBI, CIA, um, just by doing something called phone freaking where he pretends to be the FBI and the CIA to, to kind of avoid them for mm-hmm. years until he finally gave up himself because he was never going to be caught. He gave himself up and mm-hmm. then they finally caught him. But that's what happens when you do social hacking. and It's, it's to a point where uh, like it's more deceptive than it is helping. Uh-huh. But you have to say that social hacking is always a bad thing. There are always times where it's a good thing. Right. Like, there is one time where um, uh, me and a friend actually um, did social hacking for good reasons because this person ran away from home. Uh-huh. And um a coworker of mine came up to me um, saying that this person ran away from home. Um, I don't know. You have so many skills. Why don't you uh, can, uh, help us try to figure mm-hmm. out how to find them and bring them home? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking to myself, well, why don't we do some social hacking and go into their Facebook account mm-hmm. and see if we can actually get a hold of her or at, at minimum to see if she actually did any posting because mm-hmm. if I could see any posting, that means she's one, someone is accessing her account, most likely her mm-hmm. um, because you're going to have to get the password. No one's going to, um, she's like not like filthy rich. So it's not like someone's like going to torture her and try to get her password. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> So you're most likely that person logging in and doing a post. Mm-hmm. So what we did, because we didn't see any post, is we, um, my friend actually had to friend her and then, um, and then start seeing if she would do anything. But one thing is that she didn't friend, um, didn't do the friending. Uh-huh. We did see a, a post. So when you see that post, you know that that they're alive and 
and the fact that uh, no one's going to take over somebody else's account and boost it. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) So you know that they're they're alive. So I I relayed that message back saying, Mm -hmm. hey, uh, at least we know they're alive. We don't know where they're located, but Mm -hmm. we do know they're alive. Um, Then the next part is making contact. So we just like liked certain po- pictures, posted certain things on the, the Facebook, mm-hmm. and then uh, to appeal to the senses, because as social hacking, it's mm-hmm. about building confidence. So if they can feel confident in what we're trying to tell them, mm-hmm. saying, hey, we like these posts that you're happy with your family and that you're going to, you love your family. So we're pushing it to say, hey, your family loves you, mm-hmm. um, to appeal to the senses of, hey, I really love my family. Then mm-hmm. as you pu- push that more, then they're going to be like, oh, I miss my family. So at the end, she actually, um, actually uh, a day or two later, gave herself up to the police. Um, we don't mm-hmm. exactly know everything else that happened, but for this part here, uh, mm-hmm. social hacking, we we kind of consider it as part of what we did for social hacking. It mm-hmm. actually pushed a person to start thinking about their family and turn mm-hmm. themselves in so that they can be reunited with their family. Right. So social hacking can be actually a good thing. But right. majority of the time, it's horrible and bad. <laughs> right, exactly. So it becomes bad when when a bad person or a malicious person starts using it for for a bad reason, for probably like right. trying to steal information or try to get money out of people. That's usually the case that we see it. And that's why most people see it as bad, right? Yeah. Typically, um, majority of those uh, social hacking or even social engineering is mainly about money. Mm-hmm. There really isn't a whole lot of any other reasons. Um, because right. if you really think about it, why do people actually want to do anything mm-hmm. uh, that deals with technology? They want money. Mm-hmm. Right. Money is the, the center of everything, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it, not all the time, because majority of hackers hack because they love technology right they have a side they have a job they just do it because they love it right because a lot of these hackers don't actually do like a lot of people don't actually do what they really enjoy doing as a mm-hmm. job they mm-hmm. usually do it as a hobby right if you get to do it as a job that's great that's amazing yes but it's rare it's really rare to be able to do what you really love as a job. Yeah, that's true. I mean, to get recruited for for doing something for your hobby, oh man, that's that's everyone's dream, you know. Well, not mine, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's different because once a hobby becomes a job, it can go south really bad. Ah. And most of the time, what that means is that you're going to start hating what you do. 
Because how many people you know love their job? Exactly. <laughs> and most people say, well, they don't love their job because it's not what they enjoy doing. Right, right. But then you think about it, what do you enjoy doing? Um, and if that turned into a job and you had to do what somebody else told you to do instead mm -hmm. of what you enjoyed doing with it, would you mm -hmm. still do it? Right. Uh, you probably won't enjoy it as much. So, but when your job is very flexible, to do mm -hmm. what, what you want to do with it, mm -hmm. then it becomes more enjoyable and you would more likely want to have your hobby as your job. Right. But most of the time, it's not the case because you're usually doing it for somebody else and doing it thoroughly mm -hmm. like your way. Right. Well, speaking of hackers, um... You point out something prior to our 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 show. Um, you said something. Uh, you said that um, there are people out there that do hack for other than reasons than money. Um, that that will fall in line of of hacktivism, right? Could you expand more on that? Um, yeah. So one of the reasons why would be um, to send a message. Um, about their point of view. Mm -hmm. um, like, um, you probably watched on the news or heard about them anonymous. Right. But they're kind of extreme group, but they are a hacktivist group where mm -hmm. they hack um, organizations, websites, different things mm -hmm. because they don't believe that the message that these organizations are sending out mm -hmm. are good because they're threatening like um like the uh uh i think it was a church of uh scientology or something or mm -hmm. where they actually hacked them because um they were forcing people to give up all their money to the church Okay, and they would always abuse every single person that attends the church. So right. then they they ended up uh, hacking them uh -huh. and, and pretty much destroying their website and everything, and their servers and computers and everything. Uh -huh. So that is like a form of hacktivism, but uh -huh. it's kind of an extreme form. Um, most hacktivist groups would um, most likely take over websites and um, present the what their views are. Uh -huh. or, so instead of um, like Google taking over search engines and how you're like blocking out certain content, uh -huh. they'll take over Google's website for maybe an hour or something. And mm -hmm. the only thing it will show on that website would be, uh, like, I am controlling your thoughts by not showing you every content that's mm -hmm. available. You know, something like that would be like a hacktivist thing. A lot of times you'll see Wikipedia um, mm -hmm. hack a lot. <laughs> and yeah. some, 
there was one time where they got hacked every single page and it only showed one thing. Um, uh-huh. Those those times are where hacktivists will um, take a take a opinion and present that opinion uh, because uh-huh. no one's listening. Right. So that that's pretty much what a hacktivist would do. Um, they do use technology and their hacking abilities to present a point. Got it. Right. Um, some other areas um, that people typically do hacking for uh-huh. um, could be for pride, power, uh-huh. um, or even um, to um, just show something that people have not seen before mm-hmm. because they they typically want to show how much better they are than other people. So, but uh, a lot of hacking is done because of the love of technolo- the technology and the mm-hmm. improvement of that technology. Got it. Yeah, kind of like... Um, People don't think about it, but when you think about um, how how we've come so far from all this hacking, uh-huh. you think about um, like radios, when you think about television, the progression uh-huh. of technology to computer systems to cell phones uh-huh. to, to cell phones becoming computer systems uh-huh. to mobile devices to refrigerators that talk and, uh-huh. and to light bulbs that interact with your phones it's uh-huh. like without hackers none of that would actually happen right um, but the the reasons and the rationale behind them um, are different to each person Right, and same thing with social hacking. Um, people find different reasons to do it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's because they hate this person, then they'll socially hack them and take over their their account and and show these people in a different light. Like, oh, this person always shows how great they are and how smart they are, mm-hmm. and, and always showing people how horrible they are like that I um, can go traveling all over the world. Look at what I've done. Mm-hmm. Look how much money I have. Mm-hmm. And then these social hackers might hack in and change the profile to show mm-hmm. them completely drunk, uh, completely broke. This is my bank account. <laughs> Zero dollars mm-hmm. or negative five bucks. You know? Yeah. So and, they bring out the, the truth pretty much of of those people that are, that are hiding what what they that what they don't want to be seen sometimes they do that yeah or they might be just trying to do it to destroy their life cuz they might not even be true you don't not all the time is social hacking true cuz mm-hmm. your mind the definition says deceptive right that's we really have stuff. no idea Nobody knows. That's why you really have to be careful what you read and what you see Uh to say, is this really that person or not? And how do I know that this person really is like this or this this 
statement really is true or if this company is really doing what they're saying. Like, there's a lot of questions that you really have to ask yourself mm -hmm. about the truth of this entire world. Right. Because more and more people are relying on the internet for truth, but they exactly. don't realize that there's hardly any truth to the internet. Very right. few places actually have any truthful information. Right. Everything's like sugar-coated. Everything is, uh, is no, pretty much mix and match. Worse, worse than that, it's whatever your opinion is. Well, <laughs> you right. If every single person just told you what they thought, <laughs> oh, man. which one's true? Which one's the right one? Because that's what it is. The entire internet is just mm -hmm. based upon whatever people believe. Right. How do you know which one's the, the truth? Which one's the right one? Which one's the right way to think? And just because majority says it doesn't make it true either. Because mm -hmm. how many groups actually build two websites? A hundred websites, a thousand websites mm -hmm. talking about the exact same thing. Did you know that there's actually websites to actually tell you that these are all fake news and that that's all they do is write fake news and they own a whole bunch of web pages that just feeds fake news? Oh, and yeah. That's all they do. They just make up stuff and then Sometimes news um, broadcasters will find these sites and they're like, oh, I'm the first one here. And then they broadcast it on on TV. Mm -hmm. And then later on, they find out they're wrong because it was a bad site. <laughs> oh, I got it. And, you know, that's, that's unfortunately how a lot of people get their news. That's why even during this COVID time, Mm -hmm. getting bad information and mm -hmm. that's also part of social engineering is that right. people social engineer what people think about and what they know about like all these different mm -hmm. weird stuff that people do and think and believe mm -hmm. even about covid mm -hmm. it's wrong it's like how much of what they're saying is truthful mm-hmm do we really know which place to trust? Exactly. But we do know a lot of people are dying. And we yeah. do know there are some truths that are around you. People are getting sick. People are dying. Uh -huh. And people are not breathing. You know, certain things are truthful uh -huh. about it. Or even what it looks like to create vaccines. But how? what kind of vaccine is still up in the air as to what is truthful. Right. Like, which one is the correct way to deal with this? Right. And we can't always rely that the internet, we're going to find the right thing. Because for, for every speck of truth that is out there, uh -huh. there's probably at least a thousand false information or more. Exactly. So what is the truth? And the the more generations that pass, the worse it's going to get because they're going to know less and less truth. And the question is, how do we regain the, the truthful information? And that yeah. is very difficult unless you can 
get the information offline. But then the, pre- the, the other question is, has society changed so much that we already believe it offline that we will never know the truth? Mm-hmm. And that, that is a, the, the problem of um, ethical hacking and mm-hmm. also about um, ethics is how do we combat all these false information to uh-huh. bring truth to light. Uh-huh. The saddest part is Google um, had this group, uh, ethics group, and uh-huh. they said, oh, it's too difficult. So we're going to get rid of our ethics group. So they no longer have an ethics group. Okay. So guess what? <laughs> They're just building for the sake of building. And they don't care what's mm-hmm. truthful or not anymore because there's no ethics. Right. So what are they building? They're just building to make money. Exactly. So what makes money? Just doing whatever you want. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't <laughs> have to be true. It just has to make money. And guess what? Most of the mm-hmm. time, what sells to people, right? That's mm-hmm. what you're going to appeal to. They're not going to appeal to the truth because the truth does not sell. Exactly. Something that people hate the most. No one likes to be told the truth about them. Exactly. So it's just like the news thing because the news doesn't give the whole truth. They, they, they probably use some social engineering as well. They show you what you want to know and then they tailor it towards you pretty much. And then you automatically believe the news, right? Well, it's even worse than that. It's only what their employer tells them that they are allowed to say. Uh, <laughs> you probably not... didn't think about that. <laughs> and just keep in mind who their employer is. It goes up the chain. And if you really look at it, the news is not owned by the news. It's owned by other organizations. And if you follow it up the chain, you can even search on the internet which is kind of funny that I say that, but mm-hmm. that's the only source that we can actually use now to be able to find out who owns what company. And if you follow it up the chain, then you'll start seeing that it's only maybe about five to 10 companies in the entire world that owns almost everything. Wow. And then you're like, how is this possible? Well, if you think about it, okay. Um, let's take, for example, like Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what does Coca-Cola actually own? They own quite a lot. That's all yeah. I know. <laughs> so they own drinks, you know that. Yes. Right? But they also, they're not just soda. They own like Minute Maid. So they mm-hmm. own like juices and stuff. Right. And um, if and then they they um actually maybe let's switch to another company here okay and think about pepsi right. pepsi is actually owned by a company called yum company and yum mm-hmm. company also owns kfc that also mm-hmm. owns um uh like um uh, i forgot the 
the seafood company name, but they also own a seafood company and they also um, uh, own Pizza Hut. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then those things, are, like everybody owns something else. Like even Philip Morris, mm-hmm. um, the cigarette company, actually owns Kraft. So you're mm-hmm. thinking, well, why, why, why does a cigarette company own like craft like that makes cheese? Right. And it's like, but you never regulate that. You can own whatever you want to own. Right. So then they own the good stuff and the bad stuff because they can push it, their agenda however mm-hmm. they want. But you allow that to happen, just like like uh, Microsoft buys out all these other companies and use their products within their own, mm-hmm. right? Or even like Google, like um, owns Waymo for like self driving vehicles, right? Um, so it's like you, they cross all these uh, barriers. So then, it, so then you start thinking about it. No wonder they are so easy to be able to manipulate us to do whatever they want, uh-huh. because they pretty much own us from from like not just reading technology on uh-huh. the internet, but also to the what we consume, right within our bodies, and also what we are allowed to use, like vehicles, uh-huh. and it's like. Okay, so at what point do we actually get ourselves back? Or can we ever get ourselves back? We 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 can, but it's pretty drastic, you know. We got to go back to the old days, you know. Just hide in the mountains and live in the mountains and just get rid of all technology. <laughs> and you know that's not going to happen. Because right. they'll take over the mountains too, like they do. Where do you think server farms are? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. That's Derry, right. Derry took that over, <laughs> and they they will not let you even um, like search on the internet to see their server farms. They blocked them from the satellites. Like the satellites picks it up mm-hmm. but on their servers. They take out that image. So if you actually knew the location, which a lot of people do, and you like do like Google Earth or something, mm-hmm. and you pinpoint the Google's um, server farm in the mountains, you cannot find it. And if you, you search for Facebook server farm, you will not find that either because they talked to each other and said, hide, hide, each, uh, hide our stuff too. Mm-hmm. And we'll give, you, we'll give you money or whatever. And but then um, what people have done is said, you know what? I'm going to create uh, another way to look at the world, but we're not going to go by your GPS view. We're mm-hmm. going to go, um, we're going to go, oh, I should say satellite view. GPS is only a signal, but mm-hmm. a satellite view. Um, we're going to go with um, heat maps. Mm-hmm. Because you can't hide heat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You can't. Unless you're cold-blooded, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but then server farms, you know they're going to uh, like serve up a huge amount of heat. Because yeah, you're talking true. 
huge amounts of server racks and and information there that's always mm -hmm. overheating, so they have to cool it down. But right. you cannot cool that amount of information because look at how fast you do a Google search. How much information are they sifting through? Right. And you think about how much information, like, I forgot how many, um, I think they're saying something like um, 100 terabytes of, of searching information a day or something. Something ridiculous. That's where, a lot. Where you have that much amount of data that you have a day, and mm -hmm. they have, like, I don't know how many petabytes of data being stored or even exabyte of data being stored. Mm -hmm. It's gotten to that level because it, it, because how many, how many word searches or phrase searches do you do a day? Right. And if you think about this, uh, you think about how many searches people do a day, mm -hmm. then you start questioning yourself, well, how much do we actually know? If we're searching for all this stuff, how much do we actually know? Right. Right? Because, or it does, does a search actually know more than we do? Right. <laughs> we're relying on it now. Yeah. So how much do we actually know ourselves? We probably don't know as much as we think we do because most of our knowledge comes from our searches, right? That's what's happening nowadays. Yeah. Because before search engines, what were people doing? They were memorizing. Yes, exactly. Before the internet, what were they doing? They were reading books. Yep. They were talking to each other. So nowadays, we're like stuck, ourselves, stuck our faces in the phones and computer systems. And mm -hmm. they're like, oh, um, what what about this? And you're like, I don't have any opinions on this. Let me Google search it or let me search it. You know? Right, right. Which another part of social engineering, you will start noticing that how many times do you mention a company's name for a task that you do? Mm -hmm. Isn't that insane? How many times people actually use a, a company name instead of talking about what exactly you're doing? Yes, that is pretty insane. Right. So that's social engineering right there. You're changing the whole culture of how you actually talk about things. Like, uh, go go search for this, uh, like, search for eggs. Instead, you say, hey, let's uh, just Google eggs. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, that's social engineering right there when they can actually ma manipulate us into saying the company name instead of what you're actually doing. Right. And the, the part of a society that we have to realize is that we have to identify when we're doing these things. Otherwise, we're never going to change. Exactly. But how many of us are going to identify it, though? A lot of us... Well, the, like to stay ignorant, you know, and <laughs> I, I would actually say, how many of us really want to? Exactly, and that's that's also true. Because most of the people just want to live in bliss moments of ignorance, right? And that's fine for people, but 
the part that people don't realize is that once you live in the ignorance, then you're sabotaging anybody that actually wants to know the truth. Exactly. And the problem is how many people really want to know the truth? That's very, very tiny. And because people love to to believe a lie because the lie sounds better than the truth. Exactly. The lies sound so much sweeter. It is. <laughs> yeah. Because it's more believable because it's enticing the parts that you wanted to believe to begin with. Right. But the truth doesn't care <laughs> what you believe in. It's exactly the truth. That's it. That's all it is and nothing else. But the problem is how mm -hmm. do we know the truth anymore? And mm -hmm. that is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Because on the internet, you do a, a search. Which website do you trust? Right. And do you trust the person that's writing the article? Because their mind have been may have been brainwashed too. You don't know. Right. So then the whole thing becomes okay. What do you trust and what you don't trust? Mm -hmm. And it, it's hard. It's hard because as we go on year after year, mm -hmm. it's going to be worse and worse, and mm -hmm. we may never know anymore. And mm -hmm. the more we go into virtual uh, life, like virtual environments and all mm -hmm. that stuff, like virtual reality um, and IR, right. we might not even know the truth of real life. Like, right. which one's real? Like, people are going to start thinking, well, the machine's more real than the real reality. So maybe reality is not real. <laughs> And that's how people think. And they are going to think more like that. Right. And the saddest part is eventually uh, when these technology become better, we might not even notice the difference. Exactly. Then what do we do? We're done. Right. So I, I don't know. How do we reverse social engineering? The, the truth is there, there is no way, right? Because it happens all the time and a lot of people either choose to do something about it or they, they don't, right? Well, the, the real thing is not that you cannot do it. It's whether or not these big companies are willing to sacrifice the money they make to tell mm -hmm. the truth. Right. That's that's right. Because you know all this stuff is because of the companies that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Like when when you start telling the truth, you know you're gonna lose money. The question is, are you willing to sacrifice that money to tell everybody the truth of what's happening to them? Right. And that's why a lot of these CEOs step down because they don't want to be involved in this type of things anymore. Right. But it, because everyone wants a job and they want money, right? Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do? 
You're going to sell people. So everyone always thinks, oh, that sounds horrible. Really? Well, what do you think they're doing? How do they, how do you think they make money? Right, exactly. Because a lot of people say, it sounds like they're prostituting us. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't like saying that. So they like to say, hey, we're just selling your information. But it's that's the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. How else are we going to get a job? Because everyone always says, well, uh, it's rich versus the poor. Well, think about it. How How would you ever work in your life if you don't work for the rich they own everything exactly so it's the same thing you're thinking about companies well (laughs) who else are you going to work for because you know that these giant companies if you're going to do a startup against them they're gonna if if they know they're losing ground to you Mm -hmm. they're gonna make an offer to buy you out or they're going to run you out of business. Right. So you really don't have a choice in the matter anymore. And this is how our world is turning. Right. We don't really have choices. It's, our choice is which one do you want to get brainwashed with? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. Because we could, we could talk and do whatever we want, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day... They control all our media, everything that we watch, do, anything. You do anything, they control it. Mm -hmm. The only thing that they can't control right now is you're sleeping and you're you're eating anything that's offline, but they're going to eventually take over that too. Right. But it's scary to hear, right? It's scary to think about. But that's social engineering. <laughs> right. It's very creepy stuff. I do have one thing to say about the sleeping part, though. I mean, there are things that do that do con- that control people sleeping. There are those uh, fitness bands out there, the Apple Watches, you know, that that monitor your sleep, and there's there's, there's apps that monitor your sleep too. So. Yeah. <laughs> because you're you're using their technology. Yeah. Um, keep in mind too, if you have your cell phone near your head while you're sleeping, it actually records. It listens to everything you're saying and doing, so it knows when you're awake. It's kind of like Santa Claus. In the, in your sleep <laughs> That's gonna give me nightmares, man. Yeah. Don't <laughs> <laughs> want. Don't listen to this episode if you want to be able to love Santa Claus. And the Easter Bunny. Tune in, kids. For the next episode, we'll be talking about how Santa Claus will give you nightmares. You might want to <laughs> write for discretion on this one. <laughs> oh, okay. man. But that, that's what's happening. That's why yeah. even if you turn it off, even if you turn off your phone, they mm-hmm. can still turn it back on remotely. Or yes. even in the, in the cell phone itself, it could still be listening. Right. Which is really scary because just having a device that's always listening, mm-hmm. it's like 
when, when are you safe? Do you have to live in a tiny bubble, a, a, a steel bubble where no signal goes in and out? Like how do we live to get offline unless you go someplace with no signal? But then, then you can't get a job because you need to be on the internet. Right, exactly. So it's like everything is like that. So you have to make a um, intentional decision to get offline, to get off technology, spend right. time outside in nature, outside somewhere without technology. Mm-hmm. Lock up your cell phones in your cars and walk off. But then the bigger problem with that is we forgot how to navigate ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> because we rely on GPS. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's another problem. That's why we have to um, turn ourselves back into the machine instead of relying on another machine. We are in ourselves. Be- become the machine. <laughs> Technically, we are a better machine than a machine, but we made the machine do the stuff we didn't want to do, so now it became better than us. Yeah, right, right. So we got to stop being so lazy, is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ain't that the truth, you know? Yeah. Um, Are there other... uh, questions that you might have or anything because i noticed where our time is pretty up um i think that is all for now do you have any final thoughts or questions you want to you want to put in here for the audience i think the biggest question i have for the audience is when are you going to try to help yourself stop the social engineering on your own life and actually live a life that's offline. Right. That's a, that's a really loaded question, but that, that's a good question though. It's a really good question. That, that, that will most likely get people thinking it got me thinking. <laughs> yeah, because in order to stop social engineering, you actually have to get offline. Right. You actually have to put all your devices in a box, in a steel container, and live your life, even for a moment. Like, we know that we have to do this for money and in order to survive. Mm-hmm. But let it be just that and not controlling your entire life. Right. All right. I think our time is up for today's session. Um, thank you for joining me today. I had a blast. It was, it was really fun talking to you. It was nice talking to you too. This is a great one. Oh, yeah. This is definitely an amazing episode. Um, hopefully we can speak again soon on another episode on a different topic. Uh, I'd like to thank the audience 
for for listening in. Thank you guys, and um, thank you, No Name, for joining. I probably said thanks to you so many times already. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. I'd like to give a huge shout out to No Name for joining me again. If you all, if you all don't remember who he is, he is from episode one, the data scientist. He's a great guy. He's very knowledgeable, and I also like to give a huge shout out to our listeners. Without you guys, this won't be happening. Thank you guys again, and stay tuned for our next episode.